conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. This app is a little fashionably late. Don't tell Teddy. I'm back from the dead, bitches, and I'm haunting housewives just like the ghosts of Bobby Zarin and Kim <laughs> Richards. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, guys. <laughs> guys, it's Andy's Girls. I genuinely don't know what episode it is. I, <laughs> like 52? It's like 52, 53, 54. Um, you guys... Um, it's your favorite person. Just kidding. Um, is am I your favorite person? I'm a national treasure, you guys. I think you're a national treasure. Thank you so much. I'm gonna be on the little what's it? The monument with the whatever with the faces. Rushmore. There was a Bravo. Don't ask me. I just got Warren Buffett and Jimmy Buffett confused pre-show. <laughs> we had a little guys. We did a little pre-game and we we're like, what are words? Um, guys, it's Andy's girls. I'm so glad to be here, kicking um, at our Shiva call with the OG of the age. Senior digital producer at VH1. I got oh, it right. Thank you. Um, Damien Bellino. Damien, such a pleasure to have you. You look phenomenal, by the way. I love your top. Thank so, you. Where did you buy it? Um, we're gonna have to, it's we're... actually from H&M before that was, mm. yeah, before it was like not into being in. No, but now they're like racist. Yeah, so like, but I found it in my closet and I was like, oh, I'm going to put it on. Oh, it looks so cute. Thank you. So rest in peace, H&M and also several Bobby people. Bobby Zarin. Guys, Bobby Zarin died this week. It feels like forever ago. Every day now is like. Yeah, I think it was this week or the <sighs> weekend. I don't remember. Well, because you know Jews. Over it's the like weekend, super yeah, quick. So, yeah. From deathbed to whatever, casket. It really, um. Really, like, I knew he wasn't well, but I I don't know. My brain just wasn't – and I also uh, – yeah, I don't know. My brain wasn't computing that, like, he was going to pass, and it's very sad. I think it's because he had been sick when he relapsed again, and then when it was, like, spreading to vital organs. I think everyone knew that it was terminal. Like, they'd been pretty open about it, and kudos to them for being really open with their journey. But because I hadn't seen him in a while, I just kind of – and be you know, and Jill Same. would do like you know her photos visiting wherever, and then you know the weird video thing when they sold the Hamptons house, which was kind of a mess. And I just never really thought, even though I like knew that it was terminal, I just never really thought he was going to pass because I, I don't know. I have to tell you hands down, 
best house husband in Real Housewives, any franchise, just from the fact, simple fact that he supported his wife fully and also wasn't afraid to give her a little bit of counsel and a little bit of advice. And even though, you know, we all know that Jill Zarin is an imperfect person, she really found the perfect husband for her and it's just kind of sad it feels like the end of an era it just you know and Luann posted a photo of them together and Jill who's you know all over Instagram all day long hadn't really posted any photos of him understanding that you know he's not the Bobby that he was um that we all grew to love on TV didn't look the same and Luann like posted a photo of him essentially on his deathbed and they're cuddling and you can see the love in her eyes and face and super sweet but like he did not look well and I don't know how that works like how those decisions are made conflicting like I I, um I remember because I work at VH1 and we and Big Ange died and oh my god I remember that and it was a really um i don't know it was a i don't know how, how to say it. like it was a very unique in um place to be because we had never in my time there lost somebody and it mm-hmm. wasn't i mean maybe people had passed that were sort of um peripherally connected to the network or had been on a show like 10 years prior but she was on a current show and she was such a big star she was probably like our biggest like mainstream star mm-hmm. which was like pre-cardi b and uh I don't know. It was really upsetting. And then a lot of people, a lot of her like extended family who like, I don't know how to say this, just like were not made for TV or like maybe like wanted to be on television. Oh God. So a lot of them shared photos of her, um, sort of her final days (sighs) in the hospital, hospital and, you know, places were picking it up like people and us. And it was just a hard place to, because you know that these people genuinely love this person. It's their family or their friend. And, and I I saw that picture of Louie and like my instinct wasn't like, Oh, this is so gross, but it is a weird sadness. Cause it's like, it's not. And then people were commenting like, this isn't like, why would you post this? And I was like, Really? Like, it feels like a, not a place to tell someone that can, I don't know. I, right, because we don't have an actual relationship with him. And Luann really did. And if you look at her face in that photo, it's like, she looks so lovingly with, you know, she's like embracing him in a way where it felt very, very intimate. And maybe that's where people were like, A, did he have, did you have his permission? Was he in like a place where he could give permission for you to post this on, you know, a thriving Instagram page with a ton of followers? It's not like it's a private page. And I don't know what else I was going to say about that, but like, you know, was that a permit? And also, you know, why are you sharing this like super, super intimate moment? I don't know. I think that it's just also the age we live in where people feel like they almost like she feels like because I guess I don't know if she's in rehab or what her situation yeah, is. Did she go to the funeral? I don't think she did. No. So I presume that she's like away. That's that was my assumption because yeah. I figured if she was in New York, she would have been there because right. I feel like she of her and Dorinda are the women who like have the most like relationships with Luann. So I mean, with Jill. With Jill and Ramona. Yeah, but I thought they had had a falling out. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But so, yeah, I just I you know, I, I think that sometimes in the age of like social media, people think that if they don't post, if she doesn't acknowledge the Bobby has passed, then then you know what I mean? Then people are going to say like, right, you know, so it's like I know I it's under- a lose lose. It's a lose lose sort of situation. And I have to say that the whole thing like. I feel like um, once I shake off this weird sadness, because it does kind of feel sobering to talk about Bobby's passing. Um, we got to talk about I, it, you guys. I am going to be, like, funny about, like, production and what, <laughs> and what they were thinking about his death and all of this, those okay. things and what that meant for the show this season. Laugh Factory. But there is a thing, like, there is a level of, um, like, it's like babies. Like, you can't plan a death. So, 
this is real life and so like all of those women like mm-hmm. kelly ben simone and aviva and and sonia and ramona and bethany going it's like i don't know there are people that i don't keep in touch with that i don't really want to see but like if there something happened like if they died i would probably go to their funeral to pay my respect so like the fact that bethany was there and the fact that like kelly ben simone and sonia it's like they weren't i don't i want to think that none of them were doing it for the cameras like sonia and ramona maybe like there's like a part of them that is delusional that like wanted to be like showed there for the press but i don't know i don't think that genuinely like don't pe- people aren't terrible i mean i'm like Anne frank i like to believe in the good in people <laughs> love it um sicky would really love sorry that. i'm really going on a rant no, here about bobby's aaron <laughs> um so here's a question so bobby's aaron dies i text a thousand a hundred thousand people so i got into a whole text thing with a friend of mine she's like bethany's gonna go to the funeral and i said a hundred percent bethany frankel is not going to that funeral because bethany frankel doesn't want the attention on herself and doesn't might not feel comfortable with seeing jill at that point after this many years at the funeral of her husband while understanding that a huge part of season three was like you only sent him flowers and whatever and he had a procedure and i didn't tell you anything but you didn't like care enough to like be there even though i didn't tell you what to be there for so i genuinely didn't think it was going to happen so then these photos go up on the daily mail of all the housewives at the funeral and bethany frankel at the funeral and not only is bethany frankel at the funeral but bravo production is at the funeral shooting the funeral for what as you have said will be an epic season 10 of new york housewives so that immediately i was like holy fucking i mean shit if i'm a producer on that show i'm like okay so basically i got what i needed for to make like i feel like atlanta they made such an effort to be like okay kim's back and nini's back and lisa Wu is a it's like a guest and like and marlo's back and they were and that obviously wasn't going to happen for new york because of jill like they couldn't get a return to the originals because bethany would never allow because it. bethany would never be on the same show as jill right. and like the one thing happened where i sort of think that sometimes you can say like fuck this person was like my best friend for like two years and they were two very like important years of my professional life yeah do i swallow my pride you know right but then there is like this weird like layer of like well the cameras are rolling so like is it genuine why it feels weird it feels super weird i have to tell you guys i'm super into it in the sense that like not into his death obviously rest in peace but like (laughs) super um i'm super into it as a viewer because i know i'm just i'm not counting down the minutes until when new york comes back so i can see this fucking epic reunion that they're going to tease every single minute of the day yeah, until it's gonna be like towards the end of the season yeah it's gonna be like the last it's gonna be like some sort of extra special it's gonna be a spinoff like this five second moment um but I mean, I'm super into it, but I also think like, okay, so they're super Jewish, obviously. So like you have the funeral 45 minutes after the death. I mean, it's like within a day or two, you know, like it's just part of and Jewish you, tradition. And I'm, uh, I should know. And forgive my like, naive, no, uh, I, I my rabbi is going to yell at me. But, uh, do you, so like in a situation like this where Jill probably knew he was like, like he was terminal. Yeah, you probably. Like, would she have arrangements probably like sort of preset a lot of I things? I don't know that you would like preset them, but I think she probably knew. I mean, it's also New York. So like, I, I don't think it was at the Kaufman, but it was at some other like fabulous temple. Like she knew, you know, you can arrange it. She like knew what, she probably had some things in place. Just Right. I think she probably, and not in a shitty way in any way, but no, just no, like, no, you no, know, yeah. like what's going to happen. But then I also think like, so Bravo production doesn't know that he's dying necessarily or in his final moments necessarily how does that conversation take place like who contacts jill 
or Jill's people and says, so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, also, I would love to grieve with you as well as like six or seven members of our team and some cameras. Like who reaches out I and says know. like, where can I make a donation in Bobby's name? And also I'm sending you a release to sign. Like how does that, I also, how does that work? Can I express something that to you that like, I feel gross even thinking about, Please do. but it's I wonder if there was day. someone in an office with like a whiteboard who was like, who's up next? Like who was making a crass joke and was like, Hey Sarah, you know what can make this season fucking really good? If Bobby if dies. Fucking Bobby dies. And, and then Jill get, kills and get, him so she can be back on camera. And we get Jill and Bethany to like be on camera together and like talk. And and then that happened and they were like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and they had like a direct line, like a friend of, or like, or like somebody like Luann or Ramona shot with Jill a scene or something. Oh, and they had a direct line of saying like, Bobby's not doing well. And there was like, and, and I wonder if a producer said to Bethany, like, I wonder if Bethany filmed with Bobby and or Bobby and Jill prior as like a Mia culpa, like, Mm-mm. you don't think so. No, you, I you think, think it literally, first... to, yeah, 100%. But Jill's not going to, uh, uh, Bethany's not going to go anywhere near that shit. It was 100% the death. And then she t- allegedly took like a private plane from wherever as soon as she heard. She also supplied Skinny Girl um, wine for the Shiva. For a Shiva and Andy How Cohen, did you know that? because it was on BravoTV.com. I have the <gasps> link ready to go. Damian Bellino, good woman. She, right, no, please, you can do, girl. Um, hashtag me too. Um, so <laughs> Andy sent a platter of snacks from New York's Barney Greengrass. He didn't want to go there because he didn't want to break the fourth wall by being there because he knew it was filming. That's my guess. I'm, I'm guessing this. But he's he shown like, up. Because he like never goes to weddings and things either. But he showed up a couple seasons ago to that weird Beverly Hills shoot in the Hamptons with his dog and took a photo for Instagram. The thing that Jill wanted to go to and they wouldn't let her in. But he wasn't in the episode, was he? Yeah, but he doesn't need to be in the episode. True. But he can You're still right. attend. You're it's, right. There were probably bajillion people there. I mean, Bobby was beloved. Like, think of all the fabric people. Who, who wasn't there that you're surprised I mean, maybe somebody other, some of these people. I mean, were. Alex lives in Australia. No one Cindy surprises. Bar shop because aren't they like kind mm. of tight? Like, wasn't she? Wasn't Jill her mm. and Trump? Um, I forget that season. I mean, and she lost that whole Vajazzle company. It, like, went to bankruptcy or got sold or I'm something. Just, I'm surprised other housewives weren't there because they are thirsty for attention, and they would. And like, Jill invites everyone to everything. Well, speaking of thirsty, I Marisol she, was there. Marisol was there and Daniel Staub was there for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And I hate that woman, which we will get to. I hate that woman with a passion and it made no sense for her to be there. Okay. Here's who was there. Dorinda, Sonia, Bethany Ovs, Aviva, Kelly Clore and Ben Simone, Danielle. Um, I assume Ramona. Ramona because, was there, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Ramona was there. I saw those photos. Um, and she said, you know, Jill told somebody that Ramona has been incredible. She texts me. She emails me. She showed up at the hospital. She received flowers from Vicky, who knows a thing or two about cancer. And um, she said that Melissa Gorka sent her an email. What is this all from? From um, the, the Daily, Daily Dish. Dish. Oh, so this is official. Shout out to our friends. Oh, shout out to our friends at the Daily, the Daily Dish. Dish. Um, is, they've covered Annie's Girls before. Is this... Oh, this is very interesting. Yeah. Jill said, it was very surreal to walk in and have all these people around me. People I hadn't seen in 20 years showed up. People flew in as far away as Ghana, Florida, California. It's not funny, you guys. Chicago. Stop laughing. Chicago all over the place. They all dropped what they were doing and they came. And that is so sweet and really important. It's just the fact that she went from Ghana to Florida. <laughs> it's also just like, it's also like weird. I mean, I get it. He was a public figure and she's a public figure. So like, I get that. But then there's also like this weird part of it. It's just like, make one statement and like, 
peace out, you know? And I do appreciate that she sort of, like, made the announcement on her, in, like, on her website and, like, pe- and did peace out, I guess, for a minute. But then it was filming for a reality show. So I don't know. I am – I think that this really does up New York's game because I was – I was, like, kind of un- not that enthused about its return because they hadn't added a new housewife, from what I've heard. And... But they've added several complications for Luann de la Sepp- D'Agostino yeah. de la Sepp's again. True. So I guess, like, Luann has a big storyline, and now I feel like be- there's Hopefully. a Jill and Bethany reunion. I mean, I wonder how long that reunion took place, because they probably talked for, like, two minutes, right? Like, Bethany obviously looks sort of anguished and super emotional. Jill looks anguished and super emotional. You know what? I wonder. This is just wishing for everything but maybe you couldn't get bethany in a room with jill forever she would never film with her bobby dies maybe the game changes maybe what you referenced a couple episodes of andy's girls back a couple episodes back rather when you were like here's what would change the game for season 10 if jill came back and i was like it will never happen it will never happen maybe what's actually happening they listen to our podcast is that they listen to our podcast um, shout out to Bobby Zarin, who would love this, by the way, because he wanted his wife to be happy, and nothing would make Jill happier than being back on TV. Seriously, I'm being serious. No, I don't mean I that know. in a bad way, no, but I it's know. true. It's, no, it's true. It's, like it's gross. She's it's super desperate. Like, like Pick up gross. last. Like, we all, all are. Like, they're all gross. Like they all want to be on te- like television. Like of that, course. And that's what like I know. I've seen so many like mean comments about like Jill's so thirsty. She's so desperate, and it's like, okay, but also like. Nini and Bethany are super rich or super famous or whatever and like still want to be on the show so like everybody like once they get a taste of it it's like they don't know how to not be relevant bcc like lisa renna like yeah, yeah bcc like lisa vanderpump it's like you can be as rich and fabulous as you want but like you still need that like you need still need that tv yeah. time to forward keep... to kim richards maybe not bcc uh, I mean, but, like, oh, we'll people... get to kim richards in a minute because <laughs> i have things to say about kim richards can't wait um but i do think that this is like maybe the moment like maybe this will propel or maybe bethany will be like no that was a day that was a moment i'm i i made my piece it wasn't about jill and me it was about bobby which i would understand but maybe all also, this will be the way to get Jill back, maybe in a cameo, like yeah, maybe a cameo totally. plus, extended cameo plus. Like, I don't know if I see her f- fully as a friend of. But like more than Lisa wooing, but like, may, like maybe shimmying in the in season. She could totally shimmya the and fuck like, out of it. She could also hang out with the housewives that are not Bethany and Carol and like tinsley you know what I mean? she could hang out with ramona and sonia right and, and she like, and ramona would like hug each other and cry and then 30 seconds later they're fucking screaming their asses off i love when they're like screechy little cats like i think that's really great i think like this kind of re- like the only other people i can s- imagine like this is sort of like it's like if lisa vanderpump and brandy glanville like, died oh like if they had a same like that's like i can't imagine brandy ever coming back to house as a beverly hills unless something tragic happened where like she and lisa and and like they they had to like be like oh my god this is bigger than like a fight on reality television literally no funeral no death not ken not a dog would lead to lisa you would have Vanderpump. said you would have said that a, a week or two ago about bethany and jill though i 100 percent. i did the second bobby died i was like there's not a single chance i couldn't but part of me also it. feels like I bethany as a business person thought she had to do this she sent skinny girl wine in the show. Yeah, okay. So there's a lot there's, <laughs> there's a, lot. a lot to unpack Guys, and I'm very excited to, to, see um, to see it. And Andy Cohen gave Bobby Zarin the Mazel of the Week which was sort of weird, and I still, guys, don't understand why I didn't go but uh, to the funeral. But we should give Bo- Bobby, just shout out to Bobby Zarin as we wrap up um, this episode. No, just kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, but just shout out to Bobby Z, who I genuinely can't say enough, aside from, like, you know, Mauricio without a shirt on. Just Bobby was just really. Patty Stanger was there also. 
I think. I hate Patty Singer with a burning passion. Oh, yeah, me too, but I'm very into that show. I'm sad that I got moved off Bravo and I couldn't, don't know where it is anymore. Guys, shout out to Bobby Zarin and also, I guess, Marcel Patton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace to both of you. How's Mama Elsa doing, by the way? I Not know. well. I think she's very uh, sick. I think she's very ill. All right, guys. <laughs> this um, is a real upper. So, so let's on that move note. on to another show should we move on to Housewives of atlanta which i felt like i felt like atlanta um is my favorite and i think that it has been a slow build this season like nini is like super not into being on the show anymore obviously like that's why she left but like she's just like really phoning in like i don't care about her and portia's drama and then kim zolciak showed up this weekend it was like somebody was like hey the show's boring what do you want to do? Us. And she was like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to be involved with, I don't care about these bitches. Like they're not my friends. And then they were like, cool. We'll give you like an extra five. G's. Right. And she was like, great. And then she was like, candy ate me out. Nini's on pills. I'm going to be in a fight with the psychic. Cynthia, you're pretty. Shut the fuck up. Like she literally just insulted everybody. When she told Cynthia, she was like, stop talking. I was like, she's wasted. She was just like, she was like, stop talking. Just be pretty. But she and I was wasn't like, wasted. She was sober. Know, she walked Croy in was a... bringing her pizza. <laughs> But she also read, came in with like a, holding a red solo has, cup. But that's, I mean, what's in there? It's like <laughs> seltzer and lime at this point. I mean, it was just so wild. And like, I was annoyed with her in the episode at Nini's party because I felt like her drama with Kenya was so, was weird. so staged yeah, and was, so insincere. Yeah. But this stuff felt like just more, like more, like messy. And it felt like everybody has been sort of resistant to being messy and like talking about people. And so she just came on and she was like, I'll talk about everybody. So here's the thing with Nini is I thought that Nini super phoned it in last season. This season, she I think all she... last season. Yeah, she was. No, yes, last she season was. was a season that like, was Candy and Phaedra, no Nini. The following the season before that, it was her as a friend of. She came to Jamaica and was like funny. Oh season right, okay. That so was season her before, last, like, full... so season before last season, she was super phoning it. I feel like this season she's trying a little bit. Like she's at least she seems to be enjoying herself in some spots. This whole like the whole elephant party thing, I was like, I mean. First I was off, into the elephant party because it was ridiculous. I sort of died for that medium because that medium 100% would let Candy lick her whatever, wherever. Oh my God, it was so cool. She was like literally like super business and really cold and kind of addicted to everyone. And then Candy walks in and she's like, you light up my life. It was so cool because <laughs> she like didn't, she wasn't playing like the reality TV game. So like she, she was, was playing like that. If you annoy me, I will So she was like really up. mad when yeah. Kim was being disrespectful. And 100%. then all, and like just being generally like she got they also like made fun of her with that whole handshake thing it was it was great it was so it was so she funny. was super shady when she was like i'm gonna like will you take a bath i'm gonna like get some branches outside i was genuinely genuinely dying and then she just quit she was like i'm done like you you like fucking suck like it's over now i couldn't believe it, was it. such a good episode of television it was a genuinely terrific episode of television television so here's a question for you before we talk about it a little bit more does kenya quit next week because what the medium said to her was like you're yeah. not long for this but I, you're not gonna die like bobby zarin you're gonna continue to live on but maybe you're not gonna be on the show and then the teaser for next week is like kenya in a fucking bathroom being like peace out and portia looking super confused it did seem like kenya quit and i told you i heard someone doesn't go on the trip or quits on a trip or something and i thought it was portia i thought portia like got fired when they go on a vacation or something but maybe it's kenya because i kind of feel like she is not here for kim because she thinks that kim is just there for like a paycheck basically being paid to cause drama with her specifically with her specifically and now i guess like by nini to nini as well but then i also think she just feels like in order to like protect her relate her her marriage is she she worth it is he worth literally she has built herself a 
I mean, she's making a decent um, check on Atlanta. She's worked her ass off to be a huge dick or villain or whatever, like Omarosa style, so that she has a, the scepter, the props, being super shady. Like, she's done some bad she shit. Just feels like she's outgrown it. No, there's no chance. You think with, like, Kenya more hair that, like, really? Like, that's her. She married a guy who owns a couple of restaurants. Like, I know he used to work in finance, but he's not. He owns, like, a restaurant in Brooklyn, which I'm sure is terrific. And I can't wait to visit it and have, like, an ice water per my medical diet. But, like, that's not. No, Kenya's all about, like, more manner and, like, being a strong woman and making kinda, terrible decisions like Matt and others. I kind of think Walter. she. I think that she's over it. Like, I felt like. That was the first thing I thought when she, when that psychic said that, when she said, you, this is not your destiny. You're like, you won't be here long. I was like, oh, like Kenya's going to quit. And then really? that should that, and then they should that sneak. So I don't know. I don't know. But that also, they also might know that that's what the audience is thinking. So they're just trying to like throw us for one. I also think that there are times when Atlanta, I mean, like last week with everything that domestic violence related and 50 cents mom and Shamia and these really heart tugging moments. And I feel like Atlanta will go where no other season, no other franchise truly will. When they like talk about these issues, they really go all in and it was just kind of amazing and brave to see that captured in certain ways and then also just juxtapose that with they have made some of the fucking worst relationship choices kenya certainly has with matt who is like looney tunes crazy psycho villain and now she by charade this season is with this guy in federal prison who's going to be away for like maybe a week but also maybe 10 years and threatens nini in the sneak in the teaser for next week he's like she shouldn't be saying anything or whatever and then it's like a shot of sheree looking either horrified or maybe turned on i like couldn't really tell um but it's kind of interesting to me that you know to watch this all play out and watch these women who are so successful in so many ways make really bad choices in their personal life and then see that play out like tyrone seems like maybe not a great guy and i also kind of wonder genuinely how long they were dating before he was um arrested or indicted mm. or whatever and what's actually going to happen i mean they 50 cents boyfriend whatever the fuck his name is who's off like stripping prostitutes so in brazil he's cute but like i do agree with that medium that like he's not great and he might be a little bit of you know a guy who's there for screen time and whatever else which candy referenced i mean candy's made by far the best relationship um, choice with her fellow little person, which I think is terrific. And they have that cute little ace and, you know, they have a thriving business that they um, essentially run together seemingly and an empire with old lady gang and everything else. And even that was called into question by Kim this week when she's like accused, sort of accusing candy of saying that candy wanted to lick her box or whatever. I got super confused by what she was saying. And then I read a conversation that Kim had because you know how they don't do um they don't really do blogs on Atlanta it's just like the producer asked some questions and they oh, answer oh I, I didn't see that yeah so she did one where she's like candy it's like candy it was she was essentially like gaslighting candy a little bit but like that it was candy's fault that she said that because candy like took it the wrong way and she would never mean exactly what she said on camera that was shown to millions of people like that she didn't actually mean that candy 
wanted to lick her box. She was, like, meaning something else about boxes. It was all very strange. Guys, visit bravotv.com and explain to me what I read because I, I don't know, hashtag neurosymptoms. Like, I didn't understand what was going on. But it's kind of just kind of interesting to me to see that little dichotomy of, like, they're talking about – I don't know if it's a dichotomy, but they're talking about issues about, like, physical violence and they talk about um, health stuff and they talk about crazy fractured families with Kenya's and then juxtapose – not juxtapose it, but whatever – compare it with, um, you know, the really bad choices that they make that a lot of women and a lot of people make where they um, don't hold themselves to a really high standard. And just like watching that on TV week to week, it's just really, I wouldn't call it inspiring, but it's really interesting and dynamic. It's real, guys. It's like there's real stuff that happens on RHOA that doesn't happen, I don't think, currently on any other um, uh, Housewives franchise. I really don't. I don't know. The OC can get real. Like all the David and Shannon stuff is real. Like that, the uh, in general, Vicky's life. Like her Vicky mom being died, duplicitous her, is real. Vicky being, being a liar is yeah. real. Yeah, like Brooks taking advantage of her is 100% real. And how many people do that when they see someone who they think is a person of wealth and they want to take advantage? I mean, like I think watching that play out and her having her not be anywhere near as intelligent as I thought she was or easily manipulated is fascinating. I think that the difference maybe, and I don't know, like the thing that I think you're orbiting um, is maybe that, like I think that Beverly Hills and New York, the drama becomes like, what who said to whom behind whose back and what happens at like events opposed to like what everyone has in their own life and how they open up about that to the women right and i think atlanta that happens that's happening at least now and i think that oc that happens sometimes at least with shannon and vicky were like they make mistakes in their own life and and camera and then they're held accountable for that right with the other women you know so i think that that's what's interesting like i feel like the beverly hills it's like the fight the, the drama is that like Dorit is physically late to an appointment opposed to like anybody like Dorit being like, guys, I'm claiming bankruptcy. Help my, my friends. Can you offer me advice? Like, how do I get out of this situation? You know, a hundred percent. I think it's, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. I think that there, there has been real stuff on, um, on Beverly Hills also, right? Like Taylor's life and Camille's life. Like those things happened. Well, that's also why I thought it was really interesting when you talk about how domestic violence and issues of abuse or, um, crazy manipulative relationships played out just as an echo chamber in my head in the last 45 seconds of Beverly Hills this week when Lisa Rinna was like, you guys, I heard some really great gossip that like maybe can beat the shit out of a woman or like maybe he yelled at her, but like, let's pretend it's like physical assault. And I'm thinking like, bitch, like first off, weird gossip to talk about. Like you once again do like the juiciest, darkest shittiest thing you possibly can but like appreciate it a little bit even though i know it's 100 percent false and two this is the franchise where there was an on-camera spur of the moment intervention started by saint camille of grammar nay donatachi now donatachi again soon to be whatever that um gentleman david. lawyer david whatever his last name is which i do not know and never will learn um but i just kind of was kind of interesting for me interesting to me because i'm like she is super ignorant in that moment thinking that that's going to be shady gossip and you're with OGs of the BH at that table who remember what happened with Taylor. So when you talk about a man being potentially physically violent, albeit not to a direct cast member on the show, and these women have sat through on and off camera conversations about Taylor's now deceased husband kicking the shit out of her. I thought that was a strange 
choice for her to make. I understand it because she heard something negative about Lisa's beloved and wanted to bring that up to embarrass her and have it be a plot point. And I suppose kudos to her for like thinking about it and saying, and, and Lisa Rinna has no bottom. So she will talk about that stuff because she wants screen time and she wants to provide some plot and whatever. I don't begrudge her for it. I just thought it was like especially strange. That's, that's a really interesting point. Up. Thank you so much. It really I just, is. I hadn't even thought you. of that. Oh my God, guys. Shout out to And me. who was there? It was Mazel. Kyle and, and Camille were both there. It was Kyle, Camille and Teddy. It was Kyle, Camille and Teddy. And Teddy's face was like, what did I just sign up for? And Camille was like, what just happened? And Kyle was like, absolutely fucking not. He would never do that. Because by the way, he would never do that. And you know, I don't want to be. Why are you defending him though? Like, I'm just saying. Oh, no, like, wait. Did I just, guys, did I do the reverse of me, too? I'm just confused, though. Like, I mean. We don't know. Like, I mean, I thought it was interesting. Like, Kyle did that, obviously, like, because she's friends, friends with, with him. With, um, but I thought it was interesting oh, that, like, no, her instinct guys. was like, he would never, he would never. And I was like. Would he never? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess and the thing, the difference is that Kyle obviously has a relationship with. It's just, and, I, and I get it. The Lisa oh, Rinna no. is sort of like a garbage trash can of a person. Uh-uh. But also, like, it is interesting to, like, just, I'm, and I'm not, like, trying to call you out. I just think it's interesting to question, like, like, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. Someone obviously filed a claim. And, like, it's. But we don't know if they actually did. We because don't even Lisa Rinna was, like, he assaulted her, meaning, like, maybe he yelled at her and raised her voice, uh, raised his or, voice. Or, or maybe he, like. Or a wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, <laughs> I mean. Also, like, and it is interesting. Like, what all, did Raider Online explicitly say? And all the things you said are really interesting about, like, she didn't even, like, think. I mean, maybe she did think about the, the. She's also the person who brought up cocaine. Like, she really doesn't see. It seems like there, with these women, often there are things that are off the table. Yeah. And then it seems like with Lisa Rinna, though, she doesn't feel like that. Speaking of things that are off the table. So. I don't know why, but that was one of my favorite moments just because I thought it was totally insane. And I could see like the shining light in Lisa Rinna's eyes. She was so happy to talk about maybe this woman being potentially physically assaulted. Um, But the other amazing moment to me was what I like wrote a little note to myself was when Kyle was saying that calling out someone's belligerent drunken behavior was a bad thing because why she was like referencing her sister and it's like sweetie like the problem with kim aside from several problems about kim related to kim is that none of you got you guys just buried it in the ground with a shovel but there was still an obviously problematic issue that you in the back of a limo season one finally addressed which is your sister is an alcoholic has relapsed for however long perhaps a majority of her adult life and that, and it is apparent and obvious to everyone. And what Camille was saying was, um, Dorit was a drunk, hot mess. And I don't know that she was going so far as saying it was alcohol addiction, but she was saying that she couldn't control herself when she was drunk. And it's like, roll the camera. We saw what actually happened. Dorit had too much to drink and is a slob and it dies for attention, which I think she would be sober as we've seen. I think that that's Kyle's hangups about what it means to be like an alcoholic or an addict. It's like... Versus an enabler. She's saying everybody enable. But she's also saying like, how could you say that about Dorit? And it's like... You didn't, you didn't defend your own sister. Like in, in more recent seasons, I feel like you went from hiding her sobriety 
to then like letting her sobriety become a, a plot point. Uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but, yeah. Now you're, but now you're sort of like coming to Dorit's defense as like, don't suggest that she's an alcoholic. And it's like, I feel like it comes with along with the shame that they probably lived with pre-show when they were like, didn't talk about. Right. God sober. forbid you put right. a label so, to so the I, illness. Exactly. So I think that that was like, oh my God, God forbid you bring up that Camille, I mean that um, Dorit like drank too much because it insinuates she just doesn't want to. Kyle thinks that she knows how to play this game. She thinks she's as good as Bethany. She's not. She's and not. She, and, and she has some and it, real. And it drives her crazy that Lisa Vanderpump is better at it than her. And that's why they have their Weird. their treaty yeah, yeah, yeah. because she they she agrees that she won't come for Lisa Vanderpump because she knows that Lisa Vanderpump has is smarter and can do it better than she can and that's what it's like. That's why this episode bothered me because Kyle had that moment. Where she's like confiding in, um, in Dorit about her sisters not oh, being yes. happy for the success because of, of American her, Woman and her selling her shows and like and then it was about you know, uh, Mauricio working for Kathy and I was like, fucking a like let Kathy and Kim be on the show then but like stop using your sisters as plot point I need you to be more interesting because all it's like she just does the same thing every season she brings them into it always mostly Kim. But, like, brings them into it and then sort of is, like, surprised when the w- other women want to come for her sisters. And it's like, well, of course, because – and I I don't know. It just frustrates me that, like, her sisters are characters in the world of it, of the show. It's like Dorit's not like, oh, my sister in Connecticut is doing this. Like, that's not a plot point. But because Kyle's sisters are public figures. But it's also a Hollywood thing, too. Like, it's very, very different when it's, like, talking about a family business It drives me crazy because I just want Kyle to be more interesting than relying on her sister's drama to be the thing. Like, they're not on the show to defend themselves or to tell their side of the story. So it feels, it's like, it's like, it's like the most interesting people on the show who are creating drama that aren't on it, you know? I totally get it, but I don't know that I agree. Because I love, I don't know why, but like I sort of died to hear about Kathy Hilton. I, I mean, I, I love it too, but I, I just want know. Kathy to be on it to call Kyle out on being, stop being a wounded but bird. Kathy, You're not eight years old the anymore. Few moment, the few times that Kathy has been on, she's she seems to be a super, super passive aggressive personality. She's not going to be the type to call out Kyle on camera. I think they save that for like their screaming matches on the phone or maybe just ignoring I just think each other. Kyle loves it because she, uh, being on the show because she feels like a princess and she gets power and she gets power and she gets to basically, and she gets a voice she gets, she gets, she gets, she gets a gets voice to, on gets national to, television she gets to write the narrative of the relationship but with then her the sisters. other two sisters are get to be like cool you just rang us out in like you know like we'll ream you out behind closed doors but you just are gonna go do it on national television you know what i mean like she doesn't know how to have a voice with them in conversations and then she goes on television and does it and that seems really cowardly to me well maybe that's like the plot of one of the um shows that she saw maybe this week. like I mean, maybe it's I, about best I, I totally hear what you're saying it's like i am into the hollywood stuff and i'm totally into hearing about Kathy Hilton because I feel like she's sort of an anomaly. Right. But I'm not into, like, I want her to, like, I want, I don't think it's fair unless there's a payoff, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's fair to hear about it and then Kyle's like, oh, I'll watch what happens live and she's like, it's a Kathy. <laughs> and it's like, you're not, you're not, you're not giving the audience <sighs> closure to the, the conflict. Poor Kyle. Kyle's had a bad week. Kyle lost, Ooh. like, all of her joy diamonds. That was sad. That was sad because, like, all of her Birkins. Like, I'm so sorry. And all of, all the, of the, the Like, all the joy her mom passed I don't down. really care so much about that. I only care really about the Birkins. Also, that ring of her mother's that she wears every day, that, like, longer ring, I hate. I just think it's terrible. I think it's super rotty. Well, maybe she was wearing it. Maybe she was wearing it when they went skiing or whatever. But also, I guess this means that they ended up moving to a new house because I assume it was at the new house that this happened. Yeah, it seems they like hadn't, that. They hadn't, like, had their security stuff on, but her housekeeper was there. Sleeping. 
poor how maybe the housekeeper was in on it maybe this is like an <laughs> oceans 14 or something i don't know it's super i'm just really sad about this purses because i i use like tote bags that's <laughs> my Same, my bargain is a cotton tote with like cat hair on it um, i literally had a meeting today you guys with someone who had a birkin and i was like i don't <laughs> did you smell it i didn't but i stared at it i was kind of confused by it like if you saw an alien you were like oh my god it exists <laughs> it's like here i was 100 percent into it so um do we think that camille will be full-time next season oh wait no what were you gonna say my i was just gonna talk about camille forever oh well for like I, actually minutes. one of the things i wanted to say is about camille which is that the way i was watching that scene with um Camille, Teddy, and Kyle? No. No, with Dorit and the At whole the dinner. And, and everybody. Yeah. The big, the big dinner where Dorit got drunk and then was like out of seemingly unprovoked and like out of nowhere was like, Camille, you're, you're a, a fucking C. Yeah, I, was, I was like, uh, wait, where did that come from? And then I was like, is this how Camille was sort of like promoted to this was that was two weeks ago right that was like the catalyst for this week's episode exactly right like i was like i was trying to be figure out like is that how camille became like went from being sort of like a passively a guest because she's been a guest for like the last two or three seasons like she shows up to like she cameos dinners and parties yeah she and cameos more than adrian maloof but she's there and yeah, i yeah. was like is she is that like what got her bumped up because camille, that one moment because dorit made her a plot point or was it like already in the works and then dorit just like happened to target her because i feel like she's sort of passively been in the last in the first two or three episodes and then suddenly now she's like around and i was like well is that because they were like well now we have to like follow camille i don't know that she would have gone to vegas had she not already been but it had been adrian was there oh shit um interesting i don't know does she owe this amazing promotion to dorit kensley and like i'm just into like her i'm into her hollywood connection i'm into her wealth i'm into like her second chance at love like i'm all into all of that but i just was wondering like did dorit make it happen and like dorit and lisa Rinna are both like the worst but also like i am grateful for them because like, so like, they're them. making stuff happen like erica jane is like really fun and fabulous but like she doesn't not good at making drama happen no because you know? she's like a super no bullshit like which i personally which i can appreciate in many ways and i know that no but it's like part of her brand that she's like straightforward and whatever she's, she's, and direct i find her to be troubling i don't want to say problematic because i think that's a buzzword but like her, that's my favorite word her like i troubling or, or uh, problematic fr- i say it like every 45 seconds she like her like i don't know how to be friends with women i'm used to gay guys so i'm like hey bitch and it's like i'm not into women who don't know how to be friends with women i always find that to be like a red flag 100%. so when she said that i was like don't say that and also don't use like gay men as your out because like they're not an accessory yeah they're not an accessory so like i don't want to like i'm not like trying to be like "Eh, i'm not an accessory because like that is part of it but also like i'm not into women who are like i'm like the only like people i'm friends with are like gay guys or like straight guys that i like drink beer and watch sports with like i'm not into that type of woman because i think it's just a way of putting women down and so like i don't erica you're not above the bullshit by not engaging in drama but then like but then calling like kind of saying you can't maintain like these women want me to text them and it's like well, if you're friends with them, then you should want to engage with them. Like, again, you know what show you signed up for. She and Teddy need to, like, get in on the program. Like, Erica's been on for three seasons. Like, you know the show you signed up for. It's about get being friends together. with women. Um, tell me everything about Teddy. So I have been on the – like, I was on the fence about – I hated her at first. Teddy, because I was just like, oh, I don't, like, know. She's sort of mm-hmm. – she's seemingly, like, nonplussed by Hollywood mm-hmm. and money and says she doesn't have a lot of money from her dad. And, like, I don't know what's true and what's not. Um, she has a fake job. So, like, I think that she has money. 
um, because she has a job that's not real. And I don't think her husband works. Or he's, he's like a trainer or same. No, Maybe that's he has the same okay, type great. of job. Actually, Perfect. no, I think he does have a business. I like searched him on like the uh, bustle or something that had like, who is Teddy's husband? And <laughs> Five fast facts. I forget it now. Um, Do you but, think he's attractive before you say your point? I, I think he's terribly in, unattractive. In certain angles, I felt like no, I think he a, looks like a werewolf. There's like a weird like moon face that I'm kind yeah, of into. He looks like Dracula. But then I think other times he looks ugly. Yeah. Um, but I've realized that I think that she might be a good fit because I think she's sort of an archetype that Beverly Hills doesn't have, which is sort of like a Heather Thompson, which is like, <gasps> which is yes. like, which is sort of like, what are you like, Dorit? Like, it's sort of like you need a Dorit to be awful and annoying so that you can have somebody like a Heather Thompson, like, or a, remember when Heather Thompson and Sonya got in a fight about um, the so- box, Sony- the toaster box? No, Sonya making everybody wait in the foyer. Oh my God, I love that on the way to Atlantic City. <laughs> and it's like, I and feel- she continued it in the limo. And I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like, and I feel like Teddy is sort of like that, where she's like, Dorit, it, it was an hour. Like, <laughs> We, we were set up by production to meet. I have like an email, and I also like, and like, and Dorit's just like, no, you making it. It's like I like that Teddy is sort of the Greek chorus, like because Beverly Hills doesn't really have that because everybody is so rich and ridiculous. That like Erica Jane and Lisa Vanderpump, they are absurd, even if they are like the cool ones. They're also absurd, and Teddy is sort of regular in a way that is like, uh, she's sort of like Eileen with a little bit more like spring in her step do you miss eileen at all i find that i don't which I... I th- i'm surprised by i find that i don't now because i feel like teddy has grown yeah, I think a little bit more unexpectedly unexpectedly but i did like I, the way eileen fought because i thought that she was really intentional with her yes. words and really um deliberate in the and th- her actions i didn't think she like did stuff for production and i didn't think that she involved herself in things that she didn't stand by in like the real world she wasn't like doing stuff to push push plot she was like i'll stick up for lisa renna or she'll be like Right. Like, this is Lisa Rinna's battle, not mine. So I'm, I do like that about her, but I don't find myself missing her. Right. And I hope that Teddy – and I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe Teddy sort of does fill that void in some way because she's sort of like, I have money, but, like, I'm she modest. Really money. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like Eileen had money, but, like, she had money in a way that was, like, not real money in Beverly Hills. You Speaking know? of not real money in Beverly Hills, that moment a couple uh, weeks ago, or maybe it was last week – where Dorit goes to Nordstrom Rack or whatever and buys $18,000 worth of serveware, mm. like plates from Hermes. And that moment where PK comes downstairs and he doesn't look like that is put on. It looks like Dorit is putting on a performance for the cameraman in her kitchen. I'm like, what's a plate anyway? Like, there are people coming over for dinner. I need to get some plasticware. And then it turns out it's nearly $20,000 from Hermes. And he comes downstairs and he's like, what did you buy? Oh, just like whatever. How how much did it cost? I don't know. I like I don't know what an individual individual plate is because it's a set. I mean, that was actually a moment where it stood out for me. Where he was like, "What are you doing with our money? What What are you doing with our money? And what are you doing with the small shekels that are left of our money? Because allegedly they're selling their house now, the house that they've shown this season is being redone or whatever, but it's not actually theirs. And Mauricio, so they the listing, re- they weren't really no, renovating. The, they were the, renting, and they were and they had to move. No, the owner of the house where they were renting decided to renovate. So they called, asked to Miami for however long, came back, and now the owner allegedly – guys, I didn't Google this. So somebody fact-check me and, like, tweet me or whatever let me know. But allegedly – 
they are renting, not owning, and the owner decided to renovate, and the owner has decided to sell, and Mauricio is the listing agent on the home. Uh, so this will either come up at the end of the season or, or nobody will reunion. talk about it because Bravo will want to pretend that these people have money until the absolute uh, last minute until they're served eviction notices on camera shout out to OC I mean like I don't know I don't know what's who has pretended like they have money that's just real quick I don't want to like take too much of it but it's like I mean um, the I... bangle who I just referenced what's her face oh I don't know OC the bangle is, like, on OC okay many. the bangle on OC Sonia yeah, but Sonia's anyone on a, New Jersey. Sonia's has such a fabulous story that there's such a great story behind it. Sure. And she still has that fabulous townhouse, which is And I've she uber inside. pools. I <laughs> love that so much. She's so absurd. She um, is a, such a delight for television. I die for her. Yeah, she's classic. Okay, so who else pretends that they have money? Almost anyone on Atlanta, including Nini, who continued. I think Nini's most recent home is something that she purchased, but she had been renting, and there were rumors that production was renting on her behalf mm-hmm. to provide housing. Anybody else in Atlanta, aside from Candy, your boo? Anybody on New Jersey? But you think I mean, aside Atlanta, from maybe but, Siggy and, I mean, and Margaret? I mean, Atlanta. I feel like I feel like Atlanta and maybe OC and certainly New Jersey. Like your buck goes a little further than. Yes, then in Beverly Hills. So I feel or like New everybody. York. I would think that like that Portia and Cin- and Cynthia like really own their homes, and then they and that they probably like if that's I don't know maybe that's not true. I think I Cynthia does because we saw it. She's we saw her purchase that. I don't yeah. think Portia does. I also don't think production is like paying to rent their places. Like I think they would do that for some people, but not like. Yeah, I think Portia's making an investment by, like, renting a ginormous home that she does not need for any purpose whatsoever except to look, like, super, super bougie plus Mm. on the show that she's filming. I mean, who else pretends? Beverly Hills allegedly – well, not even allegedly. Taylor pretended that she had money and she didn't. Kyle never pretended when – Kyle had, like, a little bit of wealth when she started and then, you know, the agency happened and now she's, like, popping. Um uh, obviously, Dorit has no money. Dorit Where did has Kim live in her, like, when, in her, what was her most recent house prior to, like, becoming a friend of? Like, when they would sh- actually show Kim her. Kim Richards? Home. Yeah. A variety of different rentals, a la Brandy. Brandy had no money, but was open about it. I know. I Kim like, Richards that's what was never had money. That was what was charming about Brandy initially. Yeah, was, was that she was like, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. I bought my dad a car. I'm struggling, I'm struggling. I'm leasing a super expensive um car now because i came into I know money I, do, from this. I do have a soft spot for brandy but you know that's not neither here nor there i don't think she'll ever step foot anywhere near mm. anything i don't think to so. i mean it would literally have to be like uh, 10 years from now lvp would like never allow yeah. it lvp who may or may not be on housewives at that point but will continue to be on vanderpump rules which is by the way having a fucking record-breaking season yeah, every really episode excellent. i'm like dying i did also think it was kind of funny i felt like some of dorit's shit when she's like i wasn't late i was totally on time plus like whatever was very similar to what Jax was doing with Britney uh, this episode, where they're like essentially gaslighting whomever. Jax is doing it to Britney. Oh, and... I didn't see Monday's episode yet. Oh god, sorry. You're gonna die. It's so good. Jax is essentially gaslighting Britney and saying like it's your fault I cheated because. Oh, spoiler alert! It's your fault I cheated because um, you're talking about it and that is really upsetting and hurts my feelings. And like, why would you do that? Where he like essentially blames her for his misbehavior and Dorit is doing that with Teddy where Dorit's having a conversation with Kyle and she's saying it's her fault for like talking about it she shouldn't even be talking about it with you and I was six minutes late when it's like sweetie you were 54 minutes late now did production tell her 4 30 instead of 4 to fuck with her or is Dorit actually that spoiled and pretentious where she doesn't think that other people's time matters i actually think the latter i don't think it was a production move i think that dorit was really genuinely that late because she doesn't give a shit and maybe she was doing it for a power position it doesn't really matter but either way it's just it was like kind it, of is, it, it is weird that it has become it is a plot point <laughs> it's weird that it's a plot point but also i'm one of those people not 
not in my personal life, but in my professional life, where if you are, if you don't show for a meeting and it happens so infrequently, but I'm an, I'm a consultant. So I take my time very, very seriously. I, I don't know why that has anything to do with me being a consultant, but sure, let's run with it. Um, where if you are late for something or if I am late for something, rather, I'll take responsibility for it. I feel like it shows that I could potentially be unprofessional. I think you have to take people's time really seriously. And our new friend, um, Teddy, feels the same way. And, you know, she's a fake accountability coach, but I actually really understand that perspective, which is like, you do not respect me enough to make good use of my time. And also, I'm filming the show. This is a new job. And I have my nanny stay like I am paying to have this filming opportunity take place and you don't even fucking show up so what's the chance that they're going to use any of this they're going to use you calling me on um on camera potentially in the app but like this actual moment is lost like I think that's really shitty and I think it says a lot about Dorit and her like weird fake accent and the fact that she had a meltdown at the LVP magazine shoot which I still genuinely don't understand like what was the problem the photos were bad yeah it's a shitty magazine like what were you expecting? You're in a magazine and you're nothing. Like, what are you actually expecting? Why are you being a diva to Lisa Vanderpump, I mean, the queen of divas? Genuinely, I'm not saying that, like, she's the best person in America, but I'm saying that, like, LVP knows a diamond, knows a gem. Sure, the the beauty team wasn't, like the best but also be a little grateful it shows the people we damien and i had a little conversation before we started we were like kicking about celebrities and i do genuinely think that the more famous a person is genuine in some areas the easier they are to work with because they're confident they understand that they're good and they're not going to fuck up your time because they know that it's a business and it's work dorit is the exact opposite dorit is super needy dorit wants to be on camera, Dorit wants to be a show. Dorit under- thinks she's a star because her husband is a music manager and has told her such. Like, Dorit got on the show and was immediately like, I am Madonna. So when she has these moments, it's like, shut the fuck up. But I mean, like, I you're am, being such a like, dick. I'm into be it. Be appreciative. Because, because it but is, it's great. But and, it's like, I'm into her, like, she wears fashion and, like, is ridiculous. Like, she's so over the top. Like, I mean, so does Erica Jane. Like, uh, I think that Dorit have to have better style, but, like, Dorit wore, like, a sports tank under Gucci. It's like, so what ridiculous. is happening? It's what so is happening with that cami? Um, um, anyway, that's all I have to say about Beverly Hills. Like, I'm optimistic this will be a good season, but, like, I also can't tell because, like, the plot point is, like, that someone was late. I am in no way optimistic that this is going to be, like, a record phenomenal season in the sense that, like, the big moment from the teaser is, like, LVP driving away pretending to cry. And, like, that look at <laughs> <laughs> Tarina Kyle's that's face so of, like, so right. <laughs> I, I, that is, like, the biggest moment where, like, but the ballet. trailer will really get us. Remember, the, like, I remember the couple of seasons ago Atlanta was from the of, junk. Oh, oh, there was, like, a crappy the Atlanta. Boat. There was, yeah. like, a, oh, it was, like, a mediocre Atlanta season. Season, but then the mid-season trailer was, was like, like everybody talking about Kim Fields' husband being gay. And I was like, what is happening? Like, that was a real left turn. <laughs> Guys, Atlanta this week, I have to say, like, just change. I didn't know. I have felt a little weird about some of the apps, like, the last couple weeks. And I did. I was super into um I was super into this week of Atlanta. So I like really have to give a shout out to Atlanta because it, it changed my perspective. I'm super into shout out to Atlanta, shout out to Vanderpump Rules, which we don't really talk about and shout out to Married to Medicine, which we almost never do because they are restoring my faith in the quality that can happen when people really like come together to destroy their to own lives for TV. the betterment of my eyeballs. Just, I know that we probably, I don't know. We've been doing this for like two hours. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a four hour episode. Shout out. Somebody sent me a something, <laughs> <laughs> a two hour episode, um, just strictly about the photo of 
at the funeral of, of um, Jill and Bethany. And I'm so happy that we were able to provide that oh, <laughs> to great. one of our listeners. Oh, wait, can we, before we talk about Jersey, can I talk about myself for just one more second? Guys, I'm so appreciative um, that you reach out to me on social media when I like remember how to check it to um, ask for additional episodes. And I think that's really great. And or to ask for like timely episodes. I did have someone tweet me that they <laughs> I forget what they said. I've already forgotten. But they tweeted me like, because, you know, guys, it really does genuinely mean a lot to me. And this is like a part time hobby that Damien and I do. And like, we love to do it because we're so this is like our life's journey. And like, you know, it's so important to us. Like, this is our like magical moment is like kikiing about housewives. And, you know, I, I so love doing it. it means a lot. And the, the one way that you can like bring me a little bit of joy is to like make a little iTunes review or whatever. And a listener reached out and was like, um, I would give you five. It's my favorite podcast. That was super sweet. She, she genuinely, she or he, I think it was a she or whomever, whatever. Love it. God is love. Um, was like, I would give you five stars, but your episodes are infrequent. So I'm giving you two. (gasps) Well, they did not come to play. (laughs) They did not come to play. So guys, um, this is my make a wish as I continue a medical journey, which is, can you please write an iTunes review? It takes two seconds. I have expensive ish. Not really. No, but seriously, super expensive audio equipment. Fancy. It is very fancy that I were staring at it on my bed. Um, Damien and I are spooning. It would just mean a lot to me if you and to Damien and to um, the world and to America make America iTunes review again. Just leave us a little love. That's all I have to say. That was like a very long. It's continuing what will be an eight hour episode of Andy's Girls this week. Well, which, I don't think we have a lot to talk about left, except just like real briefly, Jersey, which like, I don't it, know. They, they deserve they Has deserve the very least of our energy and Has time it died. It's died, and there's a shiva. <laughs> it's just like... And I could make an oven joke, but I won't. Because, like, I'm a Jew. I have no bottom. I have no bottom. Like, the fact that, like, I'm glad that Kim D is at the reunion only because I know that she... Like, nobody gets... You're glad that the Crypt Keeper... It was just like, it's like, also, like, somebody wrote that line for Teresa to remember. 100%. And then she said it, and, Kim, and D, like, knew that. And Kim was like, good job, Teresa. <laughs> so funny. And I was like... I don't know. Maybe I'm into Kim D because like she's at least making this interesting. Like I really, I still really like Siggy, and I thought Melissa said a really interesting thing on Watch What Happens Live. I think last Wednesday, maybe, which was like someone said like, "Oh, I heard that Siggy said she's quitting," and you know, like, have you talked to her since? And Melissa was like, "I have. Like we're in touch, and I think Siggy's great. I just think she's like couldn't do the show anymore. She couldn't do so. Like she couldn't. She couldn't handle not having control. And I think that's so. It was such like an accurate salient point which was like Siggy is a works for herself whatever her job is her fake job her made-up job she's a personality she's been doing the thing she was already in the like the public eye in some way yeah and, she was on wendy williams a lot which wendy, is not and that's wendy, that's a big show yeah, i'm wendy being totally williams, serious and wendy williams like told promoted her, not to her do it. right and i think oh right did tell her not to do and it and i think that like it just she couldn't handle that it was out and i think that she thought that the, people liked her so much last season and when margaret I don't want to say Margaret betrayed her, but, like, it is weird when the person you... Like, the whole circumstances is just strange. Like, Margaret was her... The person who brought her... She brought Margaret on. Margaret didn't really betray her, but sort of excluded her and then hung out with her friends. And Siggy felt some way about that. And then it's, like, went very... Leaned very hard into this, like, anti-Margaret thing. And then, like... And I don't know. And then it just became hard to, like, buy that it was sincere. She leaned in, and then her leaning in turned to actual hate and And rage. And then she actually started to, like, I think have some sort of meltdown because she felt like... 
she was hurting her image and she couldn't repair it because it had already been done and it was filmed. And then she felt like her image changed from being a relationship expert to calling out someone else. What she thought was and what she, I think, was misconstruing as someone else's bullshit and rage without recognizing and being self-aware, which ideally, you know, that would be a, a quality one should have if one is a an expert in relationships and people. The fact that she has been so deaf, dumb, and blind to the narrative. I I don't know. You know, I die for Siggy in many ways, but I think that this season broke her, and I totally 100% agree with you, and I think that she felt like she was in a power position 100% by introducing Margaret to the group, even if it was an extra... Because you know, like, production's going to come and say, like, do you know this person or whatever? Teddy and Dorit were, like, not... Were, like, that was... Now they're at odds, and that was... Right. It doesn't mean anything. It just, it's just a, it's like a line in a play. It doesn't actually mean anything. And it doesn't give Siggy producer credit to say it. Now, Siggy has said some stuff publicly about how all you see are my reactions. You don't see the other stuff. And she has said publicly that she thinks she's getting the bitch at it. And she said that there's a lot of other stuff and that other cast members aren't defending her because they're being fed that by like producers that favor them or whatever. And you know what? There might be some truth there, but ultimately, Siggy made a, a decision to say that Margaret was anti-Semitic, which was a really bad move. She made a decision to sort of humiliate Melissa at that weird party in front of all of her friends. She made a decision to talk about a half plastic cake that somehow cost $1,100 or probably was free. I don't understand that whole thing in Florida, calling that out and just being deeply, deeply sensitive toward anything that Margaret would say in her direction that she did not feel when anyone else was saying anything except for maybe melissa i think it was strange to me i also think that siggy feels regret i mean i don't think she's regretful for doing the show and i think that entirely or this season this season but maybe entirely maybe entirely because last season led to this one exactly and i think that she feels like she that must be a weird place to be because I feel like she is, was such a self-assured person that was part of her job is being self-actualized and being early. It was her shtick. But like her friends, like Wendy Williams, and also clearly based on his not um, his infrequent appearances and his, you know, Michael not, not being, yeah, like her husband was not, I don't think was into her being on the show either. And so I feel like now she's sort of eating, what is that? Eat your words? Eating shit? Like, oh, eat your yeah, words with yeah, yeah, yeah. Fork and spoon. Like she has to sort of like deal with the fact that like maybe she was advised by some people close to her like not to do it and she was like no it's good for my brand it's good for my business and now it backfired yeah and i don't know i do like i don't think she's awful i just think that she literally broke her and she's having like a mental breakdown and like the reunion last night is she's not helping herself like she's not doing a better job redeeming herself at the reunion and she genuinely it felt like she was self-imploding and i was hoping for a little bit of self-reflection and all that happened was that she doubled down and it was kind of it was kind it was just genuinely super sad to me it was it was sad to me in the way that i'm like why are you continuing to make this choice that is so uninformed from a from like a smart person perspective you know what i'm saying yeah i'm sad i'm sad because i feel like siggy added something different and, and siggy and dolores together now dolores mm. she's bringing down Del- and you know i die for dolores but she's bringing along Del- a, she's bringing down dolores a little in the sense that dolores feels like she needs to defend siggy in many ways and also acknowledge a little bit about like the reality of what's going down 
but and it happens in such a way where it's like Dolores can stand on her own already, but she's tied to this, and it's just so negative and toxic. Like what Siggy is presenting is super toxic. And I'm not saying that Margaret hasn't said some shit. She absolutely has, but that's also what you signed up for. You signed up to be shady and sassy and whatever. And at least Margaret came in and is doing something. Now, do I think that Margaret didn't invite them to the weird beachside wreath thing because she was being shady? I mean, I really don't know. I don't know how you go up to a concierge at a hotel and you're like, do you have a wreath so made weird. of flowers? Like, Siggy like, was she, right. Like, you don't just do that. But then she said she got, and I was like, what? I mean, I think because she was afraid of saying like a producer yeah, handed it probably. to me. And so she's like a concierge. Like, that doesn't make sense. There's some stuff that Siggy's bringing up where genuinely it doesn't make sense. I don't think that Margaret is the person to blame. I think it's probably production in those moments, like where she's being yeah. helped a little bit to like have these wonderful moments. Um, but I just, it makes me, it just, it's honestly like watching the reunion made me sad because I was like, this is so terrible. First off, I, Jersey just continues. It's like deep dive into like being absolutely nothing. I think it, that it, it just, was just it not went good. from being a sh- the one that was about family. I mean, aside real from real like, family, aside from the, um, the yes. Richard sisters, it was the only other show that had, it was about like a core and it was the women, sister-in-law, were, the, cousin. The, women, the women were either like family connected or like family best, friends or like childhood friends and i think that like they have that in dolores sort of but i don't know what that's like you know what i mean like right. you and me went to college together but like we didn't know each other then but like theoretically we've known each other for 15 years right so and we, we were... also have a lot of friends in common yes yeah so, like maybe that's like that's like dolores and Teresa. like i don't know or if it's like they've been like best friends for 20 years you know yeah. that i can't figure out i think if jersey continues like Kill me. Like, they they felt like this season started off good because I was like, oh, good, there's drama that isn't all centered around Teresa. Yeah. The problem with that is that Teresa and Melissa then were, like, cool with everybody, basically. Like, and then it was boring because... Like, Teresa is is a star because she's sort of an imbecile. And, like, no one got her except Kim D to act to do anything. And I don't know. I think that Jersey needs some fresh blood. I think actually what it needs is sort of, like, a modern like college educated italian american woman some a woman who stayed in in new jersey for like her family but isn't like old school because i feel like a lot of what that is is like it just all breeds this sort of same Mm -hmm. ignorance and like violence and it doesn't like the the brand like they're not elevating the franchise by the new people they're bringing in like and i thought siggy did that but now i feel like no it's devolved right we broke siggy america broke siggy yeah like they need somebody like who's not going to who when they start fighting in an italian restaurant like they're just going to be like boom i'm right. leaving and i'm not actually going to go to any of the other events the rest of this weekend because like that is that is not unacceptable and bravo tv needs to listen to this episode and take your advice because i think it's super well said and i think what they did this season was just double down on bullshit by bringing back danielle except they didn't get the danielle of yesteryear they got new danielle which is scared straight about being fired from a show where she's just coming back now and just wants to pretend and play like she's like love and light new person and she's really genuinely diabolical diabolical but knows enough to know i don't want to reveal that right now because then i won't be able to come back next season whatever capacity and i do have to say that i love that moment where andy's like or where melissa's like i never understood why people didn't like danielle which i was like shut the fuck up i don't know why you're saying it's that. this weird but, agreement that they've all made right it's this weird agreement that they've all made and Teresa doesn't actually when you're talking about people and relationships and how crucial that is in new jersey and when andy's like why didn't you like danielle and she's like you know what i don't actually remember and it's like sweetie remember dina remember your daughter's godmother you don't remember that this woman that you're sitting on this couch with was a fucking 
fucking cunt to your very, very best friend of a hundred thousand years and Caroline Manzo when you were cool and fucking Jacqueline when you were cool. You don't remember the fucking war that took place that you participated in. It wasn't just because she said, pay attention, please. It was because there was a whole series of events that took place on and off camera where Danielle was being diabolical and was trying to ruin Dina's life and like custody with Lexi and everything. Like you don't remember any of that. If I was Dina Manzo and I was watching the show, which I can guarantee you she was 100% not doing, I would be like, ring, ring, ring. Teresa, remember me? Because I think you forgot. Like, how do you not remember these extremely important moments that affected your friends who you said you were your family because your family and you didn't get along? It becomes this whole weird, like, poison to what, which, because I was thinking about that and I was getting angry and I was thinking if I was Dina and I was watching, which you're right, I don't think she was. She wasn't. She was in Child's Post. But if she heard about it. Yeah. She's all peace and love. Then she's like, ugh. Like, it's your name. It's your, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's your reputation. That's your name. That's your family. Like, you're still a public figure-ish. And then it makes people want to come back and be like, defend themselves. You know what I mean? And then they're like, no, this is a monster. Like, like it's like you go back to defend yourself and then you get wrapped up in new bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, she goes back to say, like, Teresa, what are you doing? Why are you friends with Danielle? And Teresa's like, I don't know. Like, and then it's like, and then it's just like an awful cycle. Like, I would love it if Dina came back to, to like. Dina but, will never come back. I, Dina came back and like the twins and the whatever. And it was a fucking mess. That was the worst. That season. was the worst season of all so, time. Just, I'm, I don't remember. I didn't, I don't think I watched season one of Jersey. <gasps> Refresh my memory how. It's when Teresa is like so eight, Teresa her bubbies. and Jacqueline are best friends. Yes. And Jacqueline is married to Caroline and Dina's brother. Correct. And how was, but Dina and, was Dina also best friends with Teresa and Jacqueline? Or just Teresa? Uh, Dina had some issues with Jacqueline, just like Jacqueline had some issues with Caroline a long time ago. Got it. And yeah. then how was Danielle connected? She was just introduced. So she was Because like, she was a, a casual or new friend of Jacqueline and their friendship deepened, which was a point of contention um, between Jacqueline and her sisters-in-law. Because they were like, why are you friends with her? And she was like, I don't know. We're we're just like good friends and whatever. And then because she had already had weird tension with Caroline and Dina separately, I think it came to a head where, you know, when there was a certain point where Jacqueline was defending Danielle over her family, which is which was magical to watch on TV because it was like fucking tense. And then it turned by the end of the season one reunion when Jacqueline was super pregnant, was like about to give birth any second. Then it was like, no, you're like a dick to um, Danielle. That's when she turned against Danielle. And then it was like, never more. And now everyone's pretending that none of that happened because I don't know, like love and light, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We don't really care. We just want to get our check and call today and we're not willing to play dirty and we'll, we'll overlook the years and years of drama with Danielle's job because what? I don't know because everything's cool because there are bigger things to worry about because of like Joe maybe going to Italy or whatever to stomp on grapes over there. Like, I don't know what there is to say, except if you're going to bring back Danielle, which I will never, ever support, then something should happen. Genuinely, this is a woman that brings armed guards to recording like she has no bottom. She's just afraid of letting of revealing herself like a snake with new skin. She's growing new skin. And if you give her the opportunity, she will fuck over absolutely everyone that she's pretending is a good friend. But right now she's just not quite ready. She's like she's like a caterpillar, a caterpillar, like give her another season so that she can be a butterfly and fly away and probably murder all these people in their sleep. Like it's just dumb. It's just dumb and stupid. And that's where I am. I think and my headphones are falling off. I think that Jersey is a hot mess. And I just think it's terrible and needs to go away. I think it's, 
I think it's dying. I think we the last time we had a conversation on AG just you know just a couple weeks ago, um, we talked about how Jersey was dead and needed to be put down. And I don't know that they can recast it. I think that there would be a riot from like the five remaining tree huggers. Genuinely, there are people that are devoted to Teresa throughout all of these years and feel connected to her because of everything that's happened in her life and her crazy fam- and her you know crazy like relationship and time in the clink and now Joe. Like I don't think I don't know that they can fully recast it, but. They need to make major changes. I would love to see a modern New Jersey woman. I don't know. Chris Christie is, you know, no longer governor. Maybe his wife is available. Patty Joe or whatever the fuck her name is. Like, I don't know. Not that she is the person, but like, surely there is someone smart, but also dumb enough to want to be a part of this who we can appreciate in a different way. And maybe that will force Teresa and Melissa to be on their A game more. I doubt like, it. You need like a Bethany of New Jersey, you know? Like, you do need a Bethany there's of nobody New- there who's like, like, they all think they're smart. But they all know they're not smart. Like, that's the thing. It's like, they but all, they don't care. They don't care, but they need somebody who, like, they actually listen to. And it's like, it can't be like a Dorinda because she'll just play with the way they play, opposed right. to Ella. Like, I feel like you need a Bethany to be like, what are you doing? I'm not doing this. And like, walk away. And like, I don't know. You need somebody who's like that, who's, who's, uh, or like a Heather Thompson or a Teddy. they need someone to hold them accountable you guys for like 55 dollars an hour um damien i die for you i live for you (laughs) thank you is there anything that we miss that we need to say any closing thoughts did you have sex at gorga's italian restaurant this week did you have yourself i got permission in the bath for the bathroom the grossest thing i've ever heard in my entire life and also i've like like, read those yelp reviews just like you're disgusting that's disgusting and i'm a and also Ziggy. Ziggy was like, that is fucking terrible. And in uh, that moment, I, I agree with my Sig elite. Uh, you well, guys. I'm excited for Potomac to come back, to be honest. Can't I need wait. Jersey to go off the air. Can't wait. And I um, look forward to um, Atlanta continuing for hopefully 30 or 45 more episodes this season. Lord knows they make enough. Gosh, Kim really did a good job. I'm really proud of her. Kim really did do. A I don't want to also make a uh, statement, which is that I don't think that Kim did is right, and I'm 100% Team Candy. I just appreciate good television. Okay, I love it. Well, guys, let us all um, lick a box, <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed what felt like a double, triple episode. Um, we started a new thing. I'm looking out of my recorder because we went over, which I'm super into. Um, such a pleasure, Damien. I die for you. I love you forever. Rest in peace, Bobby. Aaron, thanks for Rest having me. Rest in peace, Bobby's Aaron. Thank you for having us as a par- incredibly crucial parts of your lives. And I will do a shiva call and lay a single white flower, or maybe red. I don't know what his favorite color was. Um, green, I don't know. Blue, um, chocolate brown. I will lay a rose outside of um, Zarin Fabrics on Orchard Street downtown because I did um, Yelp it, and they were closed on Monday. I went to their website and they were closed in honor of his funeral or whatever until like you know celebrate his life and bobby Saren, we do celebrate your life and um guys i love you um can't wait to talk to you next weekish maybe the week after you know how i roll um damien thank you so much thank for you. being here in my bedroom okay bye guys have a good night can't wait to talk to you oh follow damien on at damien bellino and his twitter his instagram which is also damien bellino and um send me a message so i know who you are before at you on anything dame galley on instagram and my name sarah galley on twitter see what i'm doing guys i'm like trying to be like a person who goes online i'm such a pro i'm a pro like um danielle stop is with her fiance okay guys um married 19 times bye engaged whatever toodles